Hey, good afternoon, everybody. This is your host of Learn How to See Better, Drew Davis. And I want to welcome you all today and uh, appreciate you joining me for this session where we are going to talk about setbacks and comebacks. Now, you wouldn't think that those two would actually go together, but I will start this thing off by telling you exactly where I'm going with the final phrase, a setback is just a setup for a comeback, baby. And the reason I state it like that is not just a cool quote that I heard somebody say once, but I actually started thinking a little bit about uh, how setbacks are something that we all face at some point in our lives. We'll have a setback uh, in, in progress for a, a goal that we're trying to achieve. We'll have setback um, against a plan that we have designed for ourselves, And a setback can come expectedly. It may come unexpectedly, rather. And how we respond to that setback is going to do a lot to determine what our ability to actually come back is like. So what do I mean about that? I'll give a couple of examples. I can think of times when I face setbacks uh, in my own world and what I was able to do about those setbacks to actually create a comeback, right? Um, you know, it's no different than when you look at when you look at sports. You look at sports and uh, there's typically in most sports some sort of a break in the action, uh, you know, halftime. And what's typically done in halftime? You think about football season, uh, you know, a team is down and they're going into halftime. What does coach do? They go in the locker room. Coach, you know, he's yelling, throwing stuff, but really he's trying to, to reframe and recalibrate their thinking frequency. They've either got to get their head in the game or they really need to get their uh, performance up to par, up to their potential if they want to see and expect different results. So what all does that entail? Well, it really just entails taking uh, taking a look at what's going on, what's been going on, having the ability to reflect on the most recent series or sequence of events. Uh, it actually makes me think back to one of the greatest uh, comebacks that's ever known in, in sports um, playoff history is actually a team I used to root for when I was young, the Buffalo Bills. And if you're a football fan, you may know about this one. It's a story how the Bills were down to the uh, to the Houston Oilers in an early round playoff game. This was like right in the early 90s, okay? And uh, what basically happened is, you know, the Bills were the best team in the AFC. They had been for uh, some time. They were the ones, you know, kind of kind of running the running the table, so to speak. And they weren't expected to have, um, you know, much opposition by the opposing team, the Houston Oilers, which had already uh, proven themselves as another high-powered offense, but um, they weren't the Buffalo Bills, right? So the long and short of this is all of a sudden it's halftime in this playoff game, and the Bills are down, you know, four or five touchdowns. I think it was, you know, 35 to nothing at halftime. It was just, it was really, really, really bad. And um, you'd think, what in the world are these guys going to do? You know, might as well just fold it up and go home, right? You're getting blown out. Um, I can't remember exactly if the game was at home or not. Um, I did watch that game, but, you know, as I'm pulling this story, you know, from thin air, <laughs> um, just on a quick recollection, those are some of the details I don't have. But you're down 35 nothing at the half, and all of a sudden, you know, what had to be said, what had to be done, what beliefs had to cre be created or recreated at the half to get them in a position where they could actually turn around uh, the circumstances they were in 
And, you know, I think if, if my memory serves me correctly, I want to say early in the third quarter, they even got down to, you know, it was like 38 to three. And then all of a sudden, you know, the tide turned and the Bills were able to, to, to perform an amazing comeback from the backup quarterback, Frank Reich, and go on to win the game. I think it was 41-38 in overtime, right? And they went on to, to, to go uh, win the AFC championship and um, go into play in the Super Bowl. And so that's just one example of how, you know, they had a huge setback. They didn't show up for the first half. They were getting drug up and down the field, but something happened. There was essentially a corrective uh, speech or set of actions or somebody replayed the tape and just reminded everybody why they were there so that they could recalibrate and get their team back on the right track. And they were effectively do so. They were able to effectively do so. And I think that's really powerful because we all have the opportunity to do that in our own lives you know it actually you know to keep the uh, analogy on the sports I remember even going back to uh, when I wrestled in in high school right it's going into my my senior year and uh, we were having a change in the guard with um, the coaches were changing right um, the previous coach had stepped down that I had a really good relationship and then in steps uh, a new coach that uh, had been around and I had a little bit of a difference of opinion with. We didn't, we didn't necessarily see things eye to eye. And so, you know, I didn't come into the season with the right mindset. You know, I didn't know if I was going to wrestle. I just, you know, had a little bit of a bad attitude about the whole thing because I felt like the odds were stacked against me with this coach that didn't like me and all this other, you know, head trash that was, um, you know, really something that I didn't need to be focusing on in my senior year as the team captain, right? I needed to be having my mind focused on having my best performance ever and being able to go, just go into that senior year and crush it. But what I actually found was that, you know, the, the, the poor preparation I had in getting my mind ready for the season my senior year was showing up in my results. I think that um, with the finish that I'd had to my junior year, I just kind of felt like I was going to, you know, come in and take over. And a great championship attitude to have, but I didn't at the time have the championship work ethic to match it. Just being honest. And what I found myself in was a situation where you know, the first half of my senior year, I'm thinking, gosh, team captain, I'm supposed to be just knocking it out of the park, you know, taking out everybody I run up against. And lo and behold, I kind of had like, honestly, a mediocre record. I had some early losses in the season to people, you know, opponents that I shouldn't have uh, lost matches to. And it was just very humbling all of a sudden, you know, I'm supposed to be this pillar of leadership, the only guy on the team that had wrestled all four years, and I'm having a lackluster opening to my senior year. And it forced me to dig deep and look deep within myself and say, my goodness, what have I done to create this? And I remember over the Christmas break thinking, you know, I would generally just not train that hard during the holidays because I had that mentality like most, you know, kids in high school, they're, they're you know, it's Christmas break. You're not really going hard. You're not really in the trenches. You know, in a lot of cases, people haven't uh, developed that mindset of, of a champion yet, uh, especially to do the things in the off season that matter most, to put themselves in a position for success. So in my scenario, I was looking at things as like, hey, uh, the compound effect of these lessons had finally set in. And I recognized that if I was gonna make my own comeback because I was dealing with a setback of having mediocre results in my last year and I had high expectations of myself. So I had to be able to formulate a comeback like no other and put together a plan for how I was gonna dig myself out of the ditch and start to get some respectable stats put together so I could show up in that second half. 
and it all started in my focus on the work and that work being an obstacle that would pave the way to my eventual success. I had to go ahead and eat that frog. I needed to go ahead and, and pour it on a little bit extra in those winter practices and the compound effect of those efforts truly did show up in the second half of the season when I was able to turn things around and now I had the endurance that my opponents didn't have. Now I had a little bit better technique that uh, my rusty opponents just didn't bring to the table. My moves were a little bit more crisp. My focus was a little bit sharper and I was able to have uh, positive results and uh, a positive performance in the second half of the season. And so it, it really goes to show that you can uh, look at your setup as a set as you look at your setback as a setup for your comeback. And I was able to go on and have some good success in my senior year and, and uh, won my division, went on to um, finish as one of the, the top 10 wrestlers in the state for my weight class. And that was an accolade for me that uh, if I'd have just squandered that opportunity to take advantage of the setback and turn that setback into a setup for my comeback. And that's one instance where early in life I saw that, you know what, it doesn't matter if you're down you can still have success in the second half or second half pursuit of what you're going after. So what I'd like to do now is touch on uh, yet another example, a more near-term case of how uh, we can go about really digging even deeper and saying, okay, well, what if it's not brute force um, that gets you through your uh, setback? How do you uh, structurally and conceptually uh, design a plan to get you on track for a comeback, even if we're talking about something more, uh, more something more mental than physical. And in this scenario, I remember it was a couple of years back, and we were having a lot of great success in our business after I had cut the cord with corporate America. And things were running along jiving, and you know we were set to start off the, the new year just continuing with the great momentum. And one of the things that was actually happening in the meantime that we didn't know was taking place was we had a little bit of trouble in paradise brewing. And to give you a little bit of a, of a backstory, we got, you know, um, a small team that we work with are pretty nimble um, and we we, uh, we facilitate a good number of, of real estate transactions and uh, one of our uh, main team members at the time happened to be going through some personal challenges that were not privy to us and what happened was in short you know um, we experienced uh, one of our key frontline uh, members essentially not performing at their at their best right and when we were still enhancing some of our systems to really get uh, the business optimized for uh, you know forward-looking you know success and and uh, tracking KPIs and other metrics that uh, you know just make it easier to make sure that you are continuing to uh, be able to even forecast success not just experience it you know uh, as, as a result of, of massive imperfect action you want to be able to, to forecast and predict as well and just enjoy the fruits of your labor so what we had was a scenario where you know there was a little bit of a dip in the business and um, you know the thing that was was so interesting about this scenario was that we weren't thinking about um, you know how momentum can really have an effect and if you're losing momentum 
and you don't know it, that's one problem. You know, that, that's the first problem that you, that you got to get fixed. And it's like, okay, once you recognize that you're losing momentum, you have to get that thing turned around, which is typically going to require some sort of change in behavior. And, you know, this isn't sports, you know, I mean, you could be competitive in business, but it's not quite the same as the physical effort in sports where it's like, all right, I'm going to just, you know, you know, do more push-ups or stay after practice for, for an extra set of steps. This was going to require a lot more thought power and uh, redirection and strategy. And that's where you really start to think about, okay, you know, what do you do when you experience a setback, like in business or, you know, maybe it's, it's a complicated situation, um, you know, in the relationships of your family, right? Maybe you have, um, you know, great setup going and, you know, there's an un- unexpected loss in the family that, that really throws a wrench into things. You know, that's never convenient. But, um, you know, how do you handle those? And I remember thinking, you know, okay, we've got a, a situation on our hands that we need to quickly correct. And so as opposed to going into panic mode, it's more of a uh, one of these things where you have to separate yourself from the situation, right? If, if you have a problem and you own that problem, it's like, okay, this is my problem. But uh, the way you look at it is, is you have to think separately from the problem. If you're consistently thinking in the problem, all you can really see is, is the problem, right? And, and so that's the, the tricky piece that we have to develop that habit of separating ourselves from our situation so that we can see the setback better. So we can understand and call out what it is and call it for what it is. And if it's a pattern of thinking, understand that you need to have better inputs to be able to create that change. And if it's your surroundings, you're either going to have to change your environment or start making some different selections with some of these influences you, that you select to keep, keep you know, around you. And so, um, you know, what we were able to do in our situation is understand, okay, you know, if we have a certain impact on the business, essentially it's a matter of, you know, everyone using the power of the collective team and all of the skills and the know-how and the sweat equity ability and everyone could roll their sleeves up in this case and get to work and it was a matter of being smart about how we were going to tackle certain tasks uh, together right because I think that one of the important things in business for people to understand you know that are interested in this topic is that whenever there's uh, success in business it's because of the team right? It's, it's not just, you know, the one, the star player alone. It takes the, the team and, you know, even some of the greatest stars of, of all time in all sports will clearly be able to tell you that. And in the same, when in times of struggle, there are situations to deal with, right? It's the teams that has to summon into their overall um, greatness to really be able to, um, to really be able to come together and summon the true, uh, skill, the true power, the true collective strength of the team. And that's what's going to put you in position to be able to overcome uh, the problem that any individual might be facing, especially on their own. Um, if, it's a, if, it's a, if, it, if it is a difficult personal challenge. So in this case, that was uh, what we were able to do. And, and, you know, you go out there and say, okay, we're going to tackle this thing real quick and, and knock it all out and, and, and approach it as a team. But the reality of the matter is, is things get that much more tricky. And um, because you're, you're always trying to, you know, 
do everything, but you always want to keep things in their proper perspective. And you can only be doing so many things at one time. Um, so the biggest challenge was, you know, how do we remain focused while all coming together as a team? And that was the piece where it took a lot of collaboration and thinking through and mapping out what are the processes of the business that you have to be aware of. And if you're looking at it from the personal perspective, it's like, what are the, what are the routines and habits and the things going on in my world that help to create the existence I'm having right now because if I can see those things better see them in black and white get them out on paper draw them out stick figures whatever it takes then I can better identify and categorize uh, and summarize what some of these situations might be so here in this case we were able to identify different areas of the business and say okay here's how we can tackle these things either as a collective group or by you know um, working on uh, collaborating as, as many teams or reassigning certain tasks just to alleviate uh, the pressures of certain functions of the business that might be affected by um, you know, personal situations. So, you know, when you're looking at the landscape of what your challenge is, you've got to be able to uh, identify kind of what's holding you back. So you can look at that thing and separate it, um, you know, and isolate it to be able to say, okay, how do we address that piece? And if all we can fix is that, what impact will it have on the bigger thing? And if it's only a handful of things really, you know, holding you back, which it typically is only, you know, just a couple, then you start to make progress. And then you're able to start uh, to gain some traction and momentum by doing things a little bit differently and doing them in a way that starts to create a new momentum. And that's where you're really going to be empowered. And that's how we were empowered to be able to get things back on track by saying, okay, how can we adjust, uh, you know, adjust the setup to be able to thrive? And that's really the main thing uh, that I want to, you know, put the point across here is even when you're going through a setback, if you just are willing to step back and stop for a moment and assess what's really going on, and then you can make uh, some better connections once you can see the thing that you're trying to you know tackle and approach it potentially from a different perspective or go back to your original battle plan and maybe just execute uh, a little bit a little bit more effectively and um, you know the crazy thing about it was in the end it was all of a sudden you, you look up and we applied that that effort and yeah there were some some fun not so fun times of just you know just heads down doing things that we didn't particularly uh, enjoy other elements of the business but the beauty of it was um, once you kind of stick to a winning script and you focus on the execution uh, separate from the appetite for the uh, the effort um, what you'll see is the compound effect take hold pretty quickly and you know we were able to actually finish the year with one of our strongest um, you know performances to date and it was crazy to think that oh my goodness this you know the year seemed to kick off like it was you know going to be a, a disaster was you know how we could have perceived this setback and but we were actually able to turn it around and you know seek counsel keep our mindset in the right place um, and you know, be willing to make the changes necessary to get the different result. And that's that's the key thing. If, if, if you're not pleased with the result midway through the deal, you know, change up your, your activities, change up the game plan, change up something to get things back on track to get you to the destination you want to be. And all of a sudden we find ourselves halfway through 2019. And whether you're making New Year's resolutions, quarterly goals, daily dedications, you know, this is a great time to take and reflect and look back and say, all right, how's it going? And don't get hung up on the progress or lack thereof. If you feel set back, just recognize that you can set yourself up for a comeback, right? Take, the, take this event and respond to it in a certain way or take your status and respond to it in a certain way um, 
where you reflect and adjust and uh, recalibrate your focus um, to push into the second half and be that second half superstar um, that I know it's possible for, for anyone can be. We can all think of whether it's sports or, you know, our favorite, um, you know, uh, public figures that have maybe experienced adversity and, and came back to all of a sudden have, you know, smashing success. We'd love to, you know, it's amazing to be able to see that, right? Because the fortitude and the mentality applied to the situation and recognizing that it's just a temporary, um, it's a temporary one. And we don't have to look at being down as being defeated right so hopefully that's something to uh, help you guys uh, close out the first half of 2019 and launch into uh, July and the second half so that you can still have the opportunity to have your best year ever even if the stats don't say so now you know hey you know we're moving in the second half it's not the second quarter anymore so we can even the score and go for more Uh, with that wishing you all a great uh, first half of the year and an even better second half thanks again for listening And be sure to share and tag a friend that you think might enjoy what I just dropped on you today. See ya.